30 days before the High Holy Days. We enter into the month of Elul, the month of Tshuva, the month of reckoning. When we analyze the past year and we take account for all those good things that we did and we try to double them and to make them better and to fix the mistakes of the past year. This month of Elul is known as the month of reckoning and the month of tshuva. In the constellation of the zodiac, the month of Elul corresponds with the Virgo, the sign of the Virgo. What does this mean? Number one is the Virgo had no previous love. And therefore her first love is now, which is God. And number two is, this is her first relationship. And that's why it's exciting and new. And so the month of Elul is a month of rebirth. When we have the opportunity to become like a Virgo and start all over from the beginning. Furthermore, the month of Elul has five basic acronyms which allude to the five basic avoidus, the five basic missions and responsibilities of this month. We start with the three basic pillars upon which the world stands, which is Torah, Avoida, Ugumilas Chasadim, the study of Torah, prayer, and charity. And all of these three are found in the word Elul, because number one, Elul is an acronym for It says in the Torah that if accidentally, inadvertently, a person will murder somebody else, he shall run to the city of refuge and there he will be protected from the family member, the pursuer who wants to kill him. So therefore, by going to the city of refuge, he is now protected from anyone who wants to kill him or destroy him. And so to Torah, says the Talmud, divrei Torah Kurtin, the words of Torah are like a city of refuge, and therefore they protect us from the Yetzirah, the evil inclination. And therefore in the month of Elul we are to immerse ourselves in the words of Torah and increase in the study of Torah, especially that the month of Elul comes after the 15th day of the month of Av, when the light of the sun is diminished. In other words, the nights begin to become longer. And the Talmud says that the entire purpose of why God created the night was for the study of Torah. So therefore, we now begin to prepare for the new year by increasing in the study of Torah. That is the first acronym for the month of Elul. The second is prayer which is Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. This represents the concept of prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is a romance. It's spiritual intimacy between man and God. And that is why we say, I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. Because prayer, the word tefillah, actually means connection. And furthermore, the Talmud tells us, as brought down the code of Jewish law, that when a person prays, 
he has to know know before whom you stand the word da know is a euphemism for intimacy as it says Adam knew Chava and he begot children and she begot children so the idea of tefillah which is da represents intimacy furthermore we know in Yiddish we call prayer davenin and perhaps the word davenin is a conglomerate of two words da which is the Hebrew word and the Yiddish of da is visin to know da and visin is davenin so really davenin is this concept of connecting with God and knowing God coming to know God on a very personal level, which is why halakhically during davening we have to separate the sexes, men and women. Because when a person prays to God, he's having intimacy. So if a man is praying to God and having intimacy with God, how is it that he's sitting next to a woman? And similarly, if a woman is praying to God and she's having intimacy with God, how does she sit next to a man? You can only have one love. So therefore, doing prayer which is tefillah, you have to be directly connected to God, not only on a simple level or a mental level or a spiritual level, but also on a very, very deep and intimate level. The third acronym for Elul is Ish Eyu Matonis Lavyonim, a man to his friend and to give gifts to the poor to strengthen your brotherly love between you and your neighbor, and primarily to increase in acts of goodness and kindness through giving tzedakah. And that's why throughout the days of Elul, one should increase in charity, in addition to increasing in the study of Torah and increasing in prayer. Which, by the way, the Baal Shem Tov tells us that every day of the month of Elul, we should add three psalms to the Tehillim. We start with 1, 2, and 3, and the next day 3, 4, and 5, and throughout the entire month of Elul, up and, th- up and through the holiday of Yom Kippur, we complete the entire book of Tehillim. So these are the first three acronyms for the word Elul. The next two are Tshuva and Geula. Elul, the month of Elul that we are about to enter, represents repentance, and also redemption. How do we see the word tshuva in the word Elul? Because tshuva is represented in the Torah by the words as levavcha v'eslevav. It says, and God will circumcise your heart. Eslevavcha v'eslevav, and the heart of your children. The idea of circumcising your heart, that one should feel a connection with God, this is the idea of tshuva. As it says that tshuva is primarily in the heart, because we don't know if a person really does tshuva, if he has regret of the past, and makes resolutions for the future. So the main idea of tshuva is, first of all, to regret what you did. And then you make a positive resolution to do good from now on. So Elul represents the idea of tshuva. And then Elul also represents the idea of geula. And the fifth acronym for Elul, which is geula, is a shidu l'ashem v'yoyimru lemer, to sing to God. And that is a verse that is found in Exodus, 
in the song of the sea that Moses sang. And it says that after Moses saw the splitting of the Red Sea and all the Jews passed through, they sang a song to God. And there Rashi tells us, Az From here we learn the resurrection of the dead from the Torah. For it says, Az Yashir Moshe. Then Moses will sing in the future, implying that again Moses will arise and sing together with all the Jewish people in the future redemption. So Elul also represents the idea of Geula to free oneself from all limitations and from all previous mistakes and from all skeletons in the closet and to be able to move on to a whole new reality. And these five Acronyms of Elul also allude to the five levels of the soul, which is Nefesh, Ruach, Nesham, Machai, Yechida. Nefesh being the lowest alludes to action, which is Sadaqah. And then Ruach, which is spirit, represents prayer. And then you have the third level, which is Teira, which is Neshama. And then Chaya, which is the fourth level, which is Tshuva. And then Yechida, the fifth level, which is unity with God, which is Geula, ultimate redemption. And these five levels also allude to the five different types of worlds. You have the world of Asiya, the lowest world, the world of action, which alludes to charity, to do physical deeds. And then you have the world of Yitzira, which is the world of speech, which represents tefillah, prayer. And then you have the world of Bria, the world of creation, which is the world of intellect, representing Torah, the knowledge of God. And then you have the world of Atsilus, which is the fourth world, the highest of all the four worlds, which is the world of unity where the vessels and the lights are one. This represents tshuva. Because what is real tshuva? What is tshuva? Tshuva is not only to fix the mistakes of the past, but the word tshuva means to return to God. To return to God means to become one with God. And therefore, in this month of Elul, when we do tshuva, it's not only to fix the mistakes of the past, but it's also to enhance our actions. Because as long as we are separated from God, we didn't truly do tshuva. We didn't truly return to become one with God. But even that tshuva is somewhat limited. It's still the world of Atsilos. There's still God and there's still us. But then you go to the fifth level which is the, the world of Atik Yoimin or Atzvus, the essence of God, which is, this is true Geula, true redemption, that a person is no more limited to time and space, and no more limited to, to body, but rather that individual truly becomes one with God. And that is the, the potential that we have in the month of Elul to truly have that personal redemption and to bring about the ultimate redemption. Now these five levels of tshuva and avoda that one is supposed to increase in throughout the month of Elul can also be found in the letters of the month of Elul, which is Aleph, Lamid, Vav, and Lamid. Aleph which is the first letter of Elul, stands for the concept of Torah. Because the Ten Commandments, which is the giving of the Torah, starts with the letter Aleph. Anochi Hashem Lekech, I am God your Lord. So that's the Aleph of Elul, to increase in the study of Torah. Then we say you should increase in prayer. That is the Lamid. Why is that Lamid? Because Lamid is made up of two letters, a Chaf and a Vav. The Chaf has the gematria of 20. 
Ten and ten. Every individual possesses a godly soul and an animal soul. When we pray, we have the godly soul, and when we do business, we have the animal soul. But the trick is to unite both souls. So we say that prayer is a time of war, when the godly soul attacks the animal soul, or overpowers the animal soul, and unites the animal soul together with God. So this is the letter Lamed. You have Chaf, which the lower, the lower part of the Lamed, which is ten and ten, which is the battle of the godly soul over the animal soul. And by uniting the animal soul together with the godly soul, you bring down God, which is reminiscent in the Vav, which Vav represents descent, the Hamshach of God coming down and uniting together with you in your prayer. And therefore, Lamed has the gematria of 30, implying the 10 levels of the soul of the godly soul, and the 10 levels of the soul of the animal soul, and then the 10 levels of the godly sfirot that all come together in prayer. And then you have the vav. The vav is like a shoot. It goes from above to below, representing the concept of tzedakah. Tzedakah is the benefactor, giving the beneficiary. The one who has more gives the one that has less. And then you have the Lamid, the final Lamid of Elul, which represents Tshuva. Because what is Tshuva? We said earlier that the concept of Tshuva is expressed in the verse, Es Levavcha Ves Levav. The God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your children. Tshuva is in the heart. Lamid stands for Lev. Lamid stands for the word heart. And that is where tshuva is, in the heart. That you truly regret the mistakes of the past and you truly want to yearn and to connect again with God. And being that the Torah is not linear, but rather cyclical, so we go from the Lamed back to the Aleph, which the Aleph now stands for God, the essence of God which is Geula, redemption, when one becomes one with God. As the Altareb explains, what is the difference between exile and redemption? The letter Aleph. Put the Aleph into the word Gola, you now have Geula, you have redemption. So now the Aleph of Elul brings about this concept of Geula, of true redemption. So these are the five basic concepts that one should focus on throughout the entire month of Elul, and by doing so, that will create the ability for us to become a Virgo, to renew our passion and desire for God, and that God should be our only love, and have no other love outside of God. But in these five different concepts, we could divide these five into three and two. The first three, which is, the study of Torah, prayer, and tzedakah, and then the latter two, which is repentance and redemption. And this is expressed in the fact that the word Elul stands for Ani Ledodi Vedodi Li. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. It seems to be going in two different directions. Here we say, I, the man, the woman, is to my beloved, which is God. And then we say, God is to us. 
This to me. So what direction are we going? Are we going up or are we going down? In Hasidus, we call this the awakening from below and then the awakening from above. The month of Elul is a month that we have to initiate the relationship. We are told that it has to be anil doidi. I am to my beloved. That a Jew has to say, I want to come closer to God. And how do I do this? By studying more Torah, by doing more prayer, and giving more charity. Many times I am asked, Rabbi, how come God doesn't reveal himself to me? And the answer is, you have to start and initiate the relationship. If I will do for my beloved, then God will appear to me. However, is not only the chronological order of events, but is also the qualitative level of how this should be done. The first three steps is Anila Dodi, I am to my beloved. How do I become closer to my beloved? Through Torah. So if I studied yesterday only one passage, today I should study two passages. If I studied yesterday one Mishnah, I increased by studying a second Mishnah. So it is primarily step by step in order to progressively condition oneself to become stronger in the study of Torah. It's a natural order of growth, a natural order of events. And the same is true with tefillah. If yesterday I prayed for 10 minutes, to pray, today I should pray 11 minutes. And if I prayed with only the outside of my heart, today I should pray with the inside of my heart as well. To have a deeper connection in my prayer. It should not simply be lip service, but I should truly feel what I am saying and therefore try to understand the words. And every day try to understand another line, another sentence, another paragraph. So it's a progressive growth. And the same is with Sadaka. If I only gave 5%, I should start giving 6%. If I gave already 10% of my earnings, I should give 11%. This is the way we develop and become closer to God in the month of Elul. But this is all in a confined and limited manner. It's from 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 3 to 4. Comes along the latter two acronyms of Elul which is the concept of Teshuvah and Geula, redemption and Teshuvah, repentance. And we are told that when it comes to these two things, it is no longer quantitative, it is no longer limited, but the entire paradigm changes. It becomes a whole new different reality. It becomes a whole no, new different quality. And that is no longer limited to the natural order of growth, but we have the ability to jump and to have a quantum leap in our service to God. And that is the two different terminologies of Anil Doidi Vidoidi Li.
When is I am to my beloved? It's limited. It's step by step. When is Vidoidili, God is to me, I now have the ability to have this quantum leap and jump from 1 to 10, or from 10 to 20, to go from the world of action into the world of formation, and from the world of formation to the world of creation, and then go beyond these worlds to enter into the world of Atsilus, the world of emanation, and then into the world of Atigoymin and even Atmos to truly become one with God. So not only does it represent two different patterns of man to God and God to man, but one is a level that is finite. Aniladoidi, I am to my beloved, represents a finite service, a finite commitment, yet it's a commitment of growth. And Vidoidi Li, God is to me, means I have tapped into another reality, a different reality, an infinite reality, where I'm able to have a quantum leap. And they're both required. And this can also be understood between Shabbos and a weekday. During the weekday, we start with Sunday, the first day of the week. Sunday, in most places, is a day that we relax. We work a little bit, but many people are off on Sunday. It's the first day of the week. It's a sunny day. Monday, already, we get into the workplace. It becomes much more tough. It's a very hard day, a harsh day. Tuesday, we increase. Every day, we get stronger and stronger. We get more into it, more passionate about it. And we progress till we reach Friday, which is the final day of the week, which we accomplish amazing things. But all of this is in a finite realm. And then we come to Shabbos. Shabbos is a day that is holy on its own. It's a day unto God. God is beyond time and nature. And in essence, we're told in Kabbalah that in truth, even though God created Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and rested on Shabbos, implying that Shabbos is the seventh day of the week. In Kabbalah we are told that before God created Sunday, there was already a Shabbos. There was a Shabbos that preceded the Sunday, that blessed the Sunday. But this Shabbos is not recorded in the Torah, because it's a Shabbos that is beyond time and space. And so therefore, in Elul, not only do we have Ani Lidodi, I am to my beloved, but we also have the Dodili, my beloved is to me, the quality of Shabbos that preceded creation. To access this infinite power, the power of Shabbos. And to truly have a quantum leap and change yourself totally. To have a total paradigm shift. Today I'm a new person. Today I become a Virgo. Today I become a new reality. My whole philosophy is going to change. My whole reality is going to change. My whole commitment is going to change. I'm a different person. I'm not the same Shmo Joe who I was yesterday. The guy you see today ain't the person you saw yesterday, man. I'm totally different. I'm new. And this reality of transformation is Vidoidi Li, where we tap into this higher reality that God is to me. My beloved is to me. And this is also hinted in the fact that when we talk about me, the first time we say Ani. Ani Lidodi. 
we use the word amni. I. The second time around, we say, li. My beloved is to me, but this time we don't say, Vidodi is to Ani. We say, Vidodi is Li. What is Li to me? So we find that it says in the Medrash, Whenever we find the word Li in the Torah, it means forever and ever. In other words, we now tapped into a different reality. We now tapped into the infinite. So therefore, the month of Elul is a month of reckoning, a month of transformation, and we are given the ability to enhance our Torah study, to better our prayer, to increase our charity, and to truly return to God with our entire heart and bring about a personal geula, a personal redemption, and also an international redemption, a universal redemption, not only in this world, the world of action, but also to bring about redemption to the worlds of Yitzira and Bria and Atsilus, to bring them to the level of Atik Yoimin and even to the level of Atmus, the essence of God. One of the ways that we do tshuva in a practical sense in the month of Elul is by checking our tefillin and our mezuzahs. We spoke about this many times that the Lubavitcher Rebbe encouraged people to check their tefillin and mezuzahs every year, once in 12 months. And primarily to do this in the month of Elul. Because the month of Elul is the month of tshuva. It's a month of fixing. So you got to fix your mezuzah, you got to fix your tefillin, and you got to fix all of your mitzvos that you have. So I want to conclude with a story of mezuzah and the power of mezuzah. Many years ago, there was a woman by the name of Perla Cohen. And she was a student learning in Lyon, France. And she met there the, the uh, Shaliach, the Chabad emissary, Rabbi Gurevich. And Rabbi Gurevich told her, you know, you should put a mezuzah on your door. So she started to do tshuva and she was getting closer to Yiddishkeit, so she put the mezuzah on her door. A few weeks later, some friends of her came over to her studio apartment and said to her, you know, Leon, France is not a place to put a mezuzah on the front door. A young girl living here alone, who knows, it can cause anti-Semitism, you could have problems. I would advise you, they said, to take over the mezuzah. So, because of the peer pressure, she took the mezuzah off her door. So now, two weeks later, she gets a note from the postman. The postman says, we had a package to deliver to your office, to your house. However, you were not here. And so we gave it to the gentleman on the fifth floor. The man on the fifth floor, Mr. Avram Lundert, he has your package. So she climbs up from the first floor to the fifth floor, and she knocks on the door, and she says, uh, I am uh, Perla Cohen. And the man said, here's your package. 
And then the man who was of the age of about 70 years old said to her, tell me something. How come for the last two weeks there was no mezuzah on your door? So the girl said, you know, for protective reasons, I was afraid to have a mezuzah on my door and I took it off. So the man said, let me tell you something. About a month ago, the elevator in the house broke. So I began to walk up the stairs. And instead of going straight to the fifth floor, I walked onto the first floor. And I saw a mezuzah on your door. It was the first time in 30 years I saw a mezuzah. I went through the Holocaust, and I saw my brothers and sisters die. And I wanted to run away from God, and I wanted to run away from Yiddishkeit. And then, in front of my eyes, I see the mezuzah, I see God staring me in the face. And it was a good feeling to return and to come closer once again to God. And so I stood there and I cried and I prayed, and I really felt a connection with God. And I did this day after day after day. And after two weeks, all of a sudden, the mezuzah disappeared. And every day I go by your apartment awaiting to see when the mezuzah is going to return. After the girl heard the story, she realized how powerful the mezuzah is. Not only to protect the person inside from negative forces outside, but the mezuzah serves as a lighthouse to bring close lost souls and bring them back to home. And so now... Not only Perla Cohen became closer to God and did tshuva, but so too Avram Lundert became closer to God as well. So we hope and pray that we should do tshuva. And even, as the Rebbe said, one machshava toiva, even one good thought that I want to change already is tshuva. And as the Rambam tells us that a person should always look at the world, that the world is on a scale of 50% good deeds and 50% bad deeds, and one good deed can tip the scale to salvation. So this month of Elul, let's do that one little deed and have that machshava toiva, have that good thought, and to tip the scale with that thought and bring about the ultimate geula, the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days. Amen. Amen.